the Magic Book Club podcast. It is my great, great pleasure to welcome to the Magic Radio Book Club podcast the fabulous Carrie Hope Fletcher. Fletcher, even. Can't even talk this morning. (laughs) It's early. It's It's early. It's early. this is a wonderful read. Oh, thank you. I've I'm kind of been taken so. on such a roller coaster and I've been going, what's going on? I can't. <gasps> oh, <laughs> I've had one of those big woo moments. Oh, good. I'm Where glad. did this idea? I mean, without, because it's going to be difficult without giving too much yeah. away, but. Um, where this is such a fabulous idea. Thank Where did you. this originate? It was when we had that weird freak snowstorm back in what was it, April? Yeah, yeah. And everyone was like, "Why is it snowing? This is so bizarre." Um, yeah, and yeah, I was just watching it out my window, and I thought, wouldn't it be bizarre if you know someone? Were, it, the thought, the thought process was, wouldn't it be weird if you had a one night stand with someone? Yeah, and the snow made you forget, so you woke up the next morning and was like, who is this strange person in my bed? (laughs) Um, And the concept just went from there, really. (laughs) Yes, that's. I mean, that's happened without the snow many times, I hate to to say, but there you go. I guess it's almost like that. There's there's so much in it that so many of us have thought before. Uh, Luna, our central character... Mm Comes, I mean, that's a that's an epic start. We learn so much about her so yeah. quickly. A really tragic beginning yeah, to the not, story, actually. Tell us a little about your lead character. She's not the most fortunate woman. She's had kind of quite quite a lot of trauma in her life. Uh, and the start of the book, she is jilted. She's left at the altar, bless her. Um, and she's she's already quite a hardened person. She's you know uh, not very affectionate and not very outwardly loving. Um, and that's kind of the last draw. And she's like, right, I just want to get away from everyone. I don't, I just want to, she's an author and she's like, I just want to live on a remote island where no one can find me and I will just write my books. And it feels like the way I'm heading, really. <laughs> I feel like one day I will just go, right, I'm done with people. I just want to live in a cave <laughs> in the middle of Cornwall. And every year I will just send a, a manuscript off to my editor and that will be the end of it. <laughs> Blissful, blissful. I know, right? But isn't it it's funny because like I, I think the thing is as well is that without being too dark about it, I, I don't think there's any one of us that have that hasn't thought. You know what? If deep tragedy happened to me, I would run away yeah. to a Scottish island with a dog and write books yeah. where nobody knows me, and I can start again with a clean slate. Yeah. Of course, the irony is that in a tiny little community, it, that doesn't really happen for yeah. Luna, does it? Luna kind of realizes that. She she thinks if I go to a place that's remote where there's only a few people, it's the perfect escape. You know, no one will know who I am. But she soon realises that the fewer people there are, everyone knows everybody else's business. You can't get away from those few people because that's it. Who who else do you speak to if not those few people? <laughs> Bless her. And it's it's I felt really dim coming kind of coming to that conclusion so quickly, thinking. Oh, yeah. yeah, that doesn't work, <laughs> does it? You know, you kind of bump into the same 10 people every single day and yeah. you're, you stand out like a sore thumb and everybody wants to know her business. And I mean, that the stress levels for her immediately mm. are, are are much the same, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, for someone trying to get away from stress. It's yeah. kind of the, the one thing that would probably send her stress levels through the roof. Everyone being like, who's this new person? I want to know everything about you. And she's like, oh, God, no, that's the opposite of and what I want. The, the, the way you've written it as well, though, is really clever because I think, you know, because she's, she, like you said, she's... She's this. She's really not very forthcoming. She doesn't. Mm. She doesn't want to open up. She's in fact quite the opposite. Um, uh, regardless of the, her circumstance and the tragedy and the jilting that that she's come with, she's just not a very effervescent person. No. She's not a very conversational person. No. 
Um, and, and, and not only does she stand out like a sore thumb, but everybody is very direct as well. Yeah. I mean, the questions come thick and fast. Yeah. We love Mrs. MacArthur. <laughs> She's an amazing character. She's fun. Is that, is that, was that done deliberately to kind of increase that tension? Yeah, I mean, I... I work in a theatre and so everyone's kind of like Mrs. MacArthur. Everyone's got a story that they want to tell you and every day, oh, you never guess what happened to me today on the train and everyone comes in like larger than life. So she's sort of a, an amalgamation of all of the wonderful women that I work with in theatre <laughs> who always have phenomenal stories to tell and who always, you know, want to know how you are and want to know your stories. Um, and uh, yeah, bless her, Luna's just not that kind of person. Well, Miss Lark... Actually, I feel I feel I feel like really over personal calling her Luna because yeah. she has she and this is a mechanic that you use right until the very end, actually. Yeah, she kind of has these ground rules when she goes to uh, the island where she's like, I'm just not going to tell anyone my name. That's the solution. If, you know, if, as soon as you're on a first name basis with someone, you feel familiar and you feel too it gets too personal too quickly. So she's like, well, my name's Miss Lark, and that instantly puts up a barrier between you and the other person. They Slash instantly... makes her even more mysterious <laughs> and sexy. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's suddenly like, ooh, Miss Lark, she won't tell me her name. I need to know immediately. What questions can I ask to try and trick her into telling Wally. me the name? <laughs> um, But also, it came from this idea that, obviously, there's Bo, yeah. who's our, uh, our lead male. Oh, you know book. what? If I could throw up into a pint glass one day and, know, and right. still say he'll come back, but you know he's the right he's one. He's the one, right? <laughs> yeah. Bless him, but he's uh, he's a barista in a coffee shop, and obviously when you go into Starbucks, they always ask you your your name for your cup. And I thought, well, that's the perfect uh, way to get him to have to ask what her name is. Um, and it just felt like the right way for her to show that she's opening up more and more as time goes on. Yeah. Uh, that she gets closer and closer to actually revealing what her name is. And it's, um, uh, yeah, I'm trying to work out how we say this without... So th th it's a process for her. Yes. Um, and uh, and the way that... And I was trying to work out, are these are these flashbacks? Are, how is this how is this working? Because mm. there's a... there's a I mean, Groundhog Day has mentioned it. There's a 51st yes. date kind of yeah. feel to it. Um, you know, there's that... There's that what, do we, what do we learn on a daily basis to help our life progress to where we really want to end up yeah and it's also about all of the things that you kind of don't notice changing in you as time goes on like my mum always says that when I was living in her house she you know she didn't notice sort of like the gradual changes as I was growing up because she saw me every day but then as soon as you yeah I'm away for a while and I come back she'll be like oh you look different have you changed your hair have you lost weight gained weight whatever you know she'll yeah. suddenly uh notice all of these these changes um and it's kind of the same with ourselves you know we live with ourselves every day and so it's only until you look back three years ago that you're like oh my god I'm a completely different person yeah whereas Luna kind of has that realization every day because she can't remember what's come before so she's waking up being like why do I feel like a totally different person when I don't remember why <laughs> it's really cool honestly it's really cool it was quite it was that kind of that sort of side to it was quite unexpected and uh, and I'm and, and like I just I just said to you actually because I was really frustrated because I was on the train reading the last <laughs> few bits and then I had to talk to a friend and haven't seen for ages and I'm sitting there going yes great fantastic absolutely no I want to finish this book <laughs> um, but um, she is uh, you, you like a hopeless romantic I, I am a, I am a hopeless romantic well this is interesting Carrie because I'm sitting there going yeah I'm reading about an all Author who writes in a certain way, and and I mean, is there is there some of is there some of Carrie and Luna? I mean, I think there will always be a bit of me in every character. Yes, I write of course, they're all coming from me. But actually, I feel like Luna's the the furthest removed from me because I I am 
I'm heart a, on your sleeve. Said, heart on my sleeve. I tell everyone everything. <laughs> People are like, you're really oversharing. I'm like, really? I feel like I haven't even scratched the surface. <laughs> really? So, yeah, Luna's very... I, I kind of found it hard to write Luna because I was mm. kind of writing things and I was like deleting everything. So I was like, Luna just wouldn't share that. I would, but <laughs> Luna wouldn't. So I need to backspace the last four paragraphs. Hi, I'm Carrie. C-A-R-R-I-E. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's, um, uh, when you're, I mean, it is quite, it's a quite, a, quite a complicated plot. Yeah. So, um, and you know, it's not linear in any sense whatsoever. How have you, how did you set about sort of Getting it from A to B. Do With you... difficulty. I can yeah. imagine. Because I, I have to write chronologically because otherwise I get myself confused. Oh, but well, then, that's, that's tricky. Exactly. When you've got a book where the same day is repeated over and over again, how do you write chronologically? <laughs> and when you've got characters who can't remember certain things that you remember, yeah. remembering what they remember versus what you remember is so hard. So I, my notebook is full now just with trying to remember what day is when yeah. and it's like who being knows in a ma- what. And... In the middle of a massively complicated lie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what? Remember, yeah. Oh, God, what did, what did I say, say? last time? Yeah. No, no, it was Tuesday. It was definitely Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Do you yeah. have... Uh, so how? what's your writing process like? Do you, do you, do you have a, a notebook? Do you write with a pen? Well, I used to have a giant chalkboard wall in my yes. last flat. Um, painted with chalkboard paint and so I had chalks and I used to map out like for my first book it was the best thing ever because I had a very extensive family tree (laughs) so I just mapped out the family tree and the more I wrote the more I would write down about you know what each character yeah you know what their traits are and who they are to that person and how they're related and uh, and then I moved <laughs> oh, uh, and yeah. the chalkboard had to stay. The chalkboard wall has now gone. Yes, <laughs> um, so it's just it's notebooks now, and I have I make notes with pens, but I write everything out on my laptop. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. And do you have a cup of tea? Do you have? Do you write for a certain amount of time? I have a jar of peanut butter and a spoon. Oh, I love yeah, it. I I always I feel snacky. I get snacky, but I don't. That's wanna... in here. Peanut butter and a spoon is in here. Yeah. Yes. The key. Peanut butter and awesome. a spoon. Yeah. Well, I, I I can't. I, if if it was up to me, I'd have a box full of chocolates, packets of biscuits. I would just make my way through them. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, I cannot do that when it <laughs> takes you know anywhere between eight months to a year to write a book. So. Whole earth, peanut butter, the healthier stuff, the better. But as long as it still tastes good, we're fine. Um, and this, I mean, this is, this is, is this number four? This is number uh, four or five? Fourth novel, fifth four, book. Yeah, fifth book, fourth novel. You've, you know, you haven't even got started yet, have you? No. No, I can no. feel that. Yeah, exactly. Where do we go from, I mean, where do we go from Luna? This is, this is, this has got so much energy in it. Um, and uh, there's so many creative ideas in, in, in here. I mean, have you got, you must have plans for more. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Oh, but God, I keep, you're so amazing. <laughs> I keep being asked about sequels, but I, I just don't, I don't think I have the patience for a sequel. I feel like as soon as I've closed the book, I'm like, well, that's goodbye to those characters. Who else can I play with? Yeah. I just want to find new worlds and new people. Maybe one day I'll revisit. But right now I feel like I need to get all of my stories out of my system before I can go back to the old ones. <laughs> and where did, I mean, this is, this, did you know when you were Diddy that, that did you write stories for you? Did yeah. you write, you must have written characters and stories when I, you were little. When my teacher said, right, it's creative writing day, it was like my dream day I loved it and I used to give my English teacher bless him Mr Brown if you're listening love you uh, I used to give him extra homework I used to write chapters of a book and be like can you could you just mark this for me and tell me how I'm doing could you just like give me your critique and your edits <laughs> like he was my editor when I was 15 years old 
<laughs> I love it. That's so funny. Well, I, I mean, this is this is she's a she's a I, I I think she's a really interesting character in this this sort of time that we live in as well. And um, you know that 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 what she carries around with her as well. And I know it, it's irksome for her that you know being a single woman having been jilted, so mm. she's somehow kind of judged for uh, yeah. judged for that. And that's quite and a weight. It weighs heavy on her. Yeah, and that she's somehow worthless because yes. a man rejected her. And she knows that she shouldn't feel that way. And that's not... Her worth isn't based on how other people perceive her or how other, you know, the value that other people put on her. It's all to do with her. But knowing that in your head versus feeling that in your heart, it's, it's two, two different, very things, different things. Two different things. And that's, I mean, you know, we always say, don't you? You always say, don't you, that, uh, you know, when when you find a partner uh, that there's there's a connection with, people immediately start saying, oh, I can hear wedding bells. Yeah. And then when you're together, oh, I can hear the sound of pitter-patter, tiny pitter-patter feet. And, oh, and when you've had a girl, are you going to have a boy to go with it? It's yeah. never ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, prying and expectations mm-hmm. of what you are supposed to be as a woman. And it's also this idea that people say, oh, you're other half, as if you're not complete without them. Yes. As if you're not a whole yeah. on your own. Yeah. Um, and that's something I always, if someone ever refers to my boyfriend as my other half, I'm like, sorry, who? Hmm? My I love. Heart? Yeah, no, 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 you're absolutely Thank right. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I am. Yeah, no, I have all my limbs. I have. Yeah. And I mean, that first encounter with Mrs. MacArthur, with, you know, are you sure? And yeah. anyway, she goes on and on and on, doesn't she? Yeah, people like to to know the answers when you don't give them. And this is something with social media. This is something that that. Well, is I know kind you feel. Of, yeah. yeah, people like to ask questions, and they will ask questions that even my own friends wouldn't ask me because they know it's too far it's past the line but as soon as you start sharing or oversharing in my case <laughs> as soon as you start sharing past a certain boundary you can never reset that boundary again yeah it's kind of you've you've set it that far out and people will always think they're allowed to they're allowed to to come that far yeah yeah absolutely i mean the, the, i it's kind of difficult to know where your sort of starting point in the mm. world of being known is whether yeah. i mean i know that you started very young in theater and yeah. um uh, and, and and telly uh, and then there was you know the the social media that you've the, the vlogging that you've nailed oh, as, you. as well. Um, uh, if there's, you know, how uh, you, we all, I mean, the little that I know about you, you are surrounded by uh, sort of lovely commentary and a very rounded person. How do you think has that managed to, you know, you've managed to maintain that and, My, and keep focused on being so prolific as well? <laughs> My parents uh, are the people that you need to thank for that. They are the most grounded down-to-earth people you could ever meet. I mean, then neither of them are in the industry. My dad used to work at a Kodak factory, driving forklifts in silver recovery. I mean, I always say in that. silver I, recovery? See, I know, I, I always say that. I think that's what he did. I'm pretty sure that's what he did. <laughs> You're going to have um, to double-check that I know, point. I'm going to have to. It sounds like a magical thing to do, silver recovery. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and my mum was a learning support teacher at a school. Yeah. Um, so then they're both very creative. Like, we always yeah. had musicals on in the house, and my dad plays guitar, and they, you yeah. know, we'd always kind of have a music-filled, creative house. Um, but neither of them are part of the industry or have ever been part of the industry before me and my brother. Helpful. Um, Yeah, so it was kind of a learning curve for them, but it meant that they just let us do our thing. Yeah. They were never sort of pushy parents or, um, you know... They're very proud parents, of course, but they were never um, overbearing think, in and, any way. And maybe as well, um, uh, uh, you know. And uh, I'm going through it with my little one in 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 some part. And maybe as well, 
everything's a bonus because you that you so you're so sort of ignorant about the industry that you mm. kind of go oh that's nice yeah a lot rather yeah. than kind of going well that's my expectation yeah. and that's what we need to do and that's my plan it just sort of yeah there was never any disappointment yes it was yeah. every time I got through the next stage of auditions Correct. yes like, oh my god yeah absolutely. I can't believe it how yeah. how brilliant that you've got this far absolutely and that's kind of always been my mentality now as well because it, it means as an adult I'm never really disappointed if I don't get a part <laughs> like when I was first auditioning for Les Mis Les Mis was like my holy grail Eponine was the holy grail for me um, and so every time I got through a new round, I was like, oh my God, this round I got to sing on the stage at the Queen's Theatre. How exciting was that? And if I never go any further, at least I got to do that. Yeah. And then I got to the final rounds and I was like, well, I just got to sing for Karen McIntosh so I can die happy now. That's, that's it, you know. That's, that's the end. I can, you know, if I never get any further... I got to do that. It's a it's a it's a great way to approach yeah. life. I sat next to Cameron McIntosh on a plane once. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> and I was sitting there, you know, you get halfway through going, oh, I'm gonna have to say something oh. like this. I was like that. Hello. He's lovely. He's probably enjoyed awesome. a chat. Yeah. We had a really good chat. He's yeah, lovely. he was really cool. Uh, briefly, um, I just I wondered as well whether um in the digital age of not being able to disappear, mm. that what Luna does in this book is is in somehow in is some way kind of would be quite desirable. It's more it's so much more difficult for you to do these days yeah. is to disappear and to kind of find some anonymity on in that digital sphere. I was kind of living out a little bit of a fantasy. Yeah, I wondered <laughs> if you Luna. were, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, more so as I'm getting older, I kind of realise what my priorities were and they're just so different from when I started vlogging when I was 19, 18, 19 years old. When, you know, social, everyone was on social media, all of my friends were on social media, but now I'm... 27 next month I'm you know kind of I've just bought a house oh I'm, my god I know I'm just I'm just moving in and so I'm kind of at a point now are you putting just... peanut butter on your toast yet yeah. or are you still eating it with a spoon uh, well, both okay both. fine okay there's many ways to, to eat <laughs> peanut butter and I found them all um but yeah and I'm, my priorities are just different now um I'm not living with my parents anymore I've got a lot less time because I'm you know working full-time on writing and yeah. and in the theater and uh you know, I'm not I'm not my own boss anymore like I used to be when I was 18 and I've got people to answer to and they, yep. you know, they being in a show is my priority and so everything has to be secondary. So that means kind of the vlogging and the social media side of things go a little bit quiet. Which is no bad thing for no, a while. of course not. Of course not. Which is not, no, no bad thing for a while, especially, um, uh, especially when you are... In Lamers again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, if that again. is, this is not a full circle story of gorgeousness. Crazy, I mean, when you, did you get the call? Did you, how did that process happen? Because well, I was in it when I was seven. And you're, then, you're playing Fontaine now. I'm playing Fontaine now. So yes, I was in it when I was seven as Little Eponine. And yeah. then the Holy Grail, like I said, was to go back and play Older Eponine. And then I did that for three years, almost three years. Uh, and then I got a call saying, so we're putting Lamers on in Dubai at the Royal Opera House. Do you oh, fancy... twist me on then. Do you fancy doing it? I was like, I'll go on then. <laughs> and that was like, I'd, be, I'd left for about six months and I got that call saying, would I like to go and play it in Dubai? Um, and then I kind of, you know, closed... The, I played Eponine for three years. I've done it now. Closed the chapter. And then as soon as that chapter was closed, I was like, hmm, I could always play Fontaine one day. I wonder if that's a possibility. There are options. Yeah. And then a couple of years went by and then I got a call uh, December just gone saying uh, they're doing this concert version of Les Mis when it closes at the Queen's. They're putting this concert version on stage concert. Um, they're trying to get as many people All back. star. And yeah, like Michael Ball, Alfie Bow, Matt Lucas, what a cast. But also everyone who's in the show has been in it before. There's only two people who are... Fresh oh, faces. Oh, wow. So everyone oh my gosh, in the cast. Oh, my gosh, so much fun. 
everyone's been in it before. Um, and they were like, would you be interested in auditioning for Fontaine? And I was like, <laughs> yes, please. Thank you very much. So I had to go in and uh, sing in front of Mr. McIntosh. Um, my, maybe one of the most terrifying moments of my life. I'm sure. Uh, terrifying. He pulled out a chair and just stuck it in the centre of the room, oh, sat down Lord. on it and just looked up at me and he was like, let's hear I dreamed a dream, shall we? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, all right, <laughs> then, no, that's fine. We'll just knock out yeah. I dreamed a dream in front of old Cam. I know. So it was uh, a little bit terrifying, but then, yeah, a few days later, I got the call to be like, yeah, he's, he's thrilled. He'd love you to be part of it. Oh, so it, here we are. <laughs> it's really, a, it's, it's well, it's amazing. I've yet to, I, like I said to you, um, we, uh, I, I met John Owen Jones yes. um, oh, at West God, End Live. Yes, of course. Uh, oh my gosh, we had such a fun day, didn't we? It was, it was hilarious. It was so much fun. Um, and I said last night that I was meeting you today and he was like, oh, I see you all together for me. Um, <laughs> a really good impression of him, actually. <laughs> I think it's probably any, any man with a beard that is vaguely from Wales, yeah. maybe. Uh, but he seems to be having a really, really fantastic time yeah. and great reviews as well. Yeah. How long does that go on for? Until November 30th. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, that'll be a night. That'll oh, be really a knees up. It really will. Um, and then what ha- and then what happens? I'm moving across uh, to the Sundime. Used to be the Queens, it's now the Sundime. Uh, I'm moving across with it and playing Fontaine in the the full production. Is it? I mean, it's it's an emotionally. I mean, it's an exhausting musical yeah. at the best of times. Mm-hmm. But it, it is it. Um, do you need a hug afterwards? Do you a need a sit bit, down? Yeah, a little sit down and a cup of tea. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. It's quite full on for everyone. I mean, no one kind of has a happy ending <laughs> apart from Cosette and Marius. Yeah, They're the only people who actually. Oh, good get for some you. Everyone else ending. is dead, by the way. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, but no, it is. It is a quite an emotional show for everyone in it. Um, and uh, for those little people who um, have grown up with you through your vlogs and through your social media and through theatre and now through your books as well, um, and those for those little people who are, who are maybe watching and want to want a career in musical theatre that are starting out, what? Because your your story is quite unique. Not, it really I mean, it is. is really quite unique. There and aren't many is... people that have gone through. Yeah. Lots of people go to drama school. Mm-hmm. Lots of people, you know, lots of people start that way very, very young. Yeah. Very few people keep going. What's what? You know, your your parents are your secret. But what's your advice? It's really hard because I get asked that a lot, and I'm I'm like. There's no way to replicate what I've done because I had no plan. I had no idea what I was doing. Maybe that's it. Yeah, maybe that is what it is. Just take it five minutes at a time, guys. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's kind of hard to replicate all of the steps that I went through because it was just chance and luck Mm. and being in the right place at the right time and sometimes being in the wrong place at the wrong time and then having to do an about turn and find another door to walk through. Um, But perseverance, that's that's kind of the the one thing that I've had uh, that I feel like everyone else who has succeeded has also had that's the kind of the common denominator is perseverance yeah even when doors slam in your face even when you get a no even when you feel like you're never going to make it you've always got to keep going otherwise you're never like if you give up you're making it 100% certain that you're never going to get the yes that you're looking for so if you keep going you will eventually find a yes or the yes who knows (sighs) Wow, I've only got about 10 pages to go. Yay! We'll Luna find her, yes. <laughs> we'll Luna find her, her yes. Is there, um, uh, so there's there's definitely more writing from you. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'll oh. never stop writing. Uh, Carrie, the, I was, I've been, I've really enjoyed it so far. Um, I really you. have enjoyed it so far. Uh, In the Time We Lost is out for you to buy right now. Um, it is hopelessly romantic. <laughs> it's really interesting and really clever. And I like it a lot. And it's Thank really lovely, so to lovely to meet you. Please too. don't stop writing and don't stop singing. Don't do that just yet. Thank you. Thank you.